Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We are an Alison Rosen fan podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda. Your other host, Elisa, is busy at the graveyard looking for a new date or a new cat. To make up for the fact that we are down a host, I made sure to get a couple of great guests. First, welcome back in person, Lauren Kelly. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Better now. And welcome back to the show, Ray Morgan. Hey, what's up? How's it going, guys? How are things in California? Oh, the same as you left it, pretty much. (laughs) Why? uh, We're skipping the call-outs. Why weren't you at Megan's wedding? Somehow I knew I would get shit about this. I can tell you, let me first pretend I owe you an explanation, but moving forward, um, I have, I had taken on extra work. I have a, I signed a contract with a friend who's opened a business and he's getting ready for an audit that Monday. So I had to work that weekend. Um, but I, I sent Megan and Jess a nice gift and my best wishes, and I'm sure it was a wonderful wedding, even in my absence. Okay, fair enough. You know, some things are more important than a once-in-a-lifetime uh, occasion where people fly in from all over the country. But, you know, <laughs> he's giving me the finger for people who can't see the video, which is everyone. Um <laughs> Uh, more egregious, though, than your absence is the fact that Allison Rosen didn't even bother to show. So you're in good company. Uh, uh, was that company. a surprise? <laughs> um, anyway, we have a, a show to get to. Uh, we're talking about the Monday show with Jade Catapretta. I hope I'm saying that somewhat correctly. And the Thursday show with Luca Jones and um, Robin Shore and Tony, of course. Uh, Before we get to that, Ray, do you have any shout-outs? Just the usual suspects. Uh, Shout-out to everyone in the Facebook group and everyone who follows me on Twitter and enjoys my useless rants. Okay. Lauren? Uh, Shout-out to you, Rafi, and Ray, and Lisa. Um, And shout-out to Megan. Um, who had a really fun carb that wasn't talked about. <laughs> um, and just to all my friends who uh, I talked to on Instagram or texting or whatever, uh, and my buddy, Jen. Uh, call out to you, because we're not talking about the carbs until Thursday. But um, my shout out, my only shout out, is to one Julie Parkansky, because for two weeks we haven't heard a peep out of her. 
And I texted Megan. I said, I think I offended your mom because when Megan and me and Megan and Lisa did our episode after her wedding, I said that we have two messages from an especially thirsty uh, listener. And then I also said, um, if you want to call the Julie Parkansky hotline, blah, blah, blah. And so I was afraid that I offended her. And so shout out to Julie. We want you to call. And then I also said to Megan, or maybe she only calls when the Packers do well. Megan's, expl- <laughs> Megan's explanation is that um, Julie probably just lost interest. <laughs> and um, we'll see if that's true right now. Because speaking of the hotline, let's check the old BFF hotline. The number is always 818-BFF-0732. Let's see who's on the line. Hey there, Julie Parkansky from Wisconsin calling in. Just thought I would quick give you all a call before the Packer game today. And I got to hope that they do better than last week. It was really hard sitting at Lambeau watching them fall apart on their own home turf. So hopefully today they'll kick some ass. Otherwise, I'll be drinking more than just one beer. Um. All the leaves are just about off our trees. Wish I could send you a picture so you could see what that looked like. Our house looks haunted because we haven't raked yet, but hey, it'll happen soon enough. So from Packer Country, goodbye for now. Wish us luck. Wow, thank you for that call, Julie. Um, I'm not even going to mention what Google thought she said, uh, but let me tell you, it was offensive. We also have another call from someone. Let's see who's on the line. Okay, Rocky, you're probably going to make fun of me. Um, but I kept thinking about what I had said in the last me- message, and I was like, was that clear enough? Because I talked about the word, like the syntax of the word, if syntax is the right word. Um, but I felt like maybe that wasn't the entire explanation, and I would ask you to just, play this message only and not play the other one um, so that I could start over and give a full answer in this. But I know you wouldn't do that, so I'm just going to continue from the first message. Um, It isn't just about the word. It is also the fact that not all bisexual people are sexually attracted to trans people. So you could say that all pansexual people – are also bisexual, but not all bisexual people are technically pan. If I basically said that in the first message, then please don't play this. Okay, bye. Um, thank you for that, Megan. I guess I forgot that she sent another one before that. So let's pretend I played this one first. Wait, I think I'm playing the same thing again. Let's try this for a third time. Here we go. Hello, my dear Allison people. Um, I was just listening to the Monday episode, and um, they mentioned pansexuality, and I thought as the resident gay, um, they didn't like go on to explain it that well, and I bet a lot of people do not know what that means based on off what you heard. Um, it is basically for to in, be inclusive of the transgender community, so... Bisexual, you know, words taken literally would mean two, 
genders, and so it is a respectful term uh, that is inclusive of the fact that there isn't just a binary out there. Um, so, yeah, that's what it means. Okay, bye. Wow. Thank you for that explanation, Megan, because we surely weren't going to get it on the uh, Allison show. Um, if you would like to call, well, I already gave you the number. Uh, we're we're going to rename it the Parkansky hotline since they both called in. Uh, no Debian, no, no Leanne, no, no nobody, just Parkanskys. All right. Speaking of the Monday show, Jade Catapretta. Oh, at the beginning of the show, Allison talked about her passion being making fun of Tony. Um, I'm a little tired of hearing about this, but uh, I don't know. Ray, what do you think? Is this really her passion? Well, when, you're, when you compare uh, Tony to Jeff, what else is she going to do with him? <laughs> Jeff had wit. Jeff had, had, was on the, on the spot with the drops. Tony kind of hangs back, so why not give him shit? You know, maybe she is getting a little tiresome, but eh, uh, I, I give her a pass on that. Well, one thing I thought was funny is that right at the beginning, even Jade could tell that Tony is like easy to bully because she said, Tony's sweet. Like, look, he's got his guitars hanging behind him. And I thought it was funny because I was like, Ray's going to be on and I know you have your gu- guitars hanging behind you. Um, but I wonder if she would uh, think the same thing about you. But it's funny that she like picked up on r- that Tony is like a sweet guy. Yeah, I don't think guitars mean you're a bully target, does it? <laughs> no, I think she probably didn't want to say like he has like Muppet action figures and Star Wars stuff all over his apartment. She probably wanted to be like, he's nerdy, so yeah. But it, yeah, I think Tony is a sweet guy, though. Um, they talked about a joke of Jade's in her special where she mentions masturbating to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I know Lisa wishes she was on here so she could talk about pounding the bean. She doesn't flick it; she beats the shit out of it. From what I've heard on this on this podcast, um, and she said, "You know, you're old when people don't know who that is." And uh, not not to get too personal, but um, I'm curious who's uh, an age appropriate person that you would be pleasuring yourself to that someone of a younger generation might not know. We'll start with Lauren. Gosh. Um, I mean, maybe him. I mean, I think I think Jade's like two years younger than me. So, okay, so maybe someone a little old. I don't know. I can't think of. Okay, come back to me. Okay. Well, I'll I'll go next since people hate when I'm uh, elusive on answers. Um. You know who I had the hots for back in my younger days is the girl who played Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. Um, I was into her. And I don't know if kids nowadays... Nowadays, there's a new Sabrina on Netflix or whatever. So they probably are like, oh, this girl? And I'm like, no, who the fuck is that? Um, Ray, I would you- think Britney Spears would be in that spank bank, given your age true and actually i did my sister took me with her to go see britney spears at the pepsi center one time and she wore like the like kind of in the in some video she wore like a 
skin colored bodysuit thing, but with like sparkles, and she wore that there too. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, see, I'm, I, I'm I'm quite a bit older. Um, when I was uh, coming of age, it was all about like uh, Charlie's Angels, the original TV show version. Uh, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman. Um, who else? Those are the main ones. Um, some people like the, the the Bionic Woman. I I never had a thing for her. Um, but really, in that that late seventies uh, ballpark. Hmm. And back to you. Adrian Barbo. That was another one. Um, I think like the the teen heartthrobs when I was a kid was like uh, the two guys from Party of Five uh, and like Jordan Catalano from My So Called Life. What's his name? Oh crap, Jared Leto. Like uh, I think those were like the teen cute guys. What about the two Corys? No, I'm too young for that. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, in the Facebook group, let us know. Who are you? <laughs> Never mind. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> Jade mentioned, uh, and Megan brought up that she's pansexual. Thank God Megan described it, because I, even though it's a word I'm familiar with and I've been hearing for years, I didn't really know what that meant. Um, Jade also mentions that she had sex probably too young. And that she was very sexual because she's Brazilian, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and Allison then mentioned that she feels at 20 and a half when she lost her virginity that she was still possibly not ready for it. Um, Ray, I feel like you're not Brazilian, but I feel like from your stories, um, it sounds like you were probably um, exposed to sexual things at a younger age than maybe most. Well, yes, definitely younger than 20. Um, uh, yeah, in, in fact, it was pretty common to, um, you know, bust your cherry around 16 or 17, at least in, uh, my circles and I would be part of that, but, and, and that didn't, there were, I, I knew people that, you know, 13, 14 years old, they were doing it and it's like, well, that seems young. And maybe that's what Jade was talking about. That's what it sounded like. And that seems too young. But I don't know. Everyone's different. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. You were kind of expected back in my day to have at it before you graduated high school. It was expected. And if you weren't, you were kind of a freak. It's it's not right. It's Everyone's. Like I said, it's different. And, you know, when you're ready, you're ready. So, but different times, different times. Do you think that um, it harmed you in any way? Like, do you think you would have been better off to wait? Uh, no, because uh, I, was, I was the horniest little kid in the world. <laughs> I couldn't wait. Um, but, you know, what did screw me up is like right after high school, I kind of had a thing with a divorced woman who was 33. And 
what fucked me up a bit was afterward um i didn't you know i had sex at my disposal and then it went away and then i'm like why aren't all these women running to me to have sex it, it, and i was like i didn't really know how to get that started or even have what a relationship was like and it took years to like figure out what a healthy relationship was supposed to be but yeah, I, feel, I feel like that that might be kind of what allison is talking about like um not being ready because i mean physically like i feel like humans are ready at a very young age which is weird but emotionally is uh probably what allison was talking about um right jade jade also just put out a couple of specials jaded and also the musical version of it a jade is a jade um and i'm curious to see the difference in these two specials um lauren you're on a comedy committee what do you think of these uh two specials i didn't see them not that you saw them but <laughs> what do you think of the idea of putting out the same special but in a musicalized version Oh, it's the same special, but a musical. I think. Um, Wow. I would probably want to see the original. Um, Maybe, maybe that's boring of me. I don't know. Is that boring? Is the, is it, do you think it's more fun to hear the songs, the musical? Is it a musical comedy? I wasn't clear on that. So it's just comedy special and a musical special that is in, is a separate because Allison kind of like went off on it's different, it's different. But I'm like, I, let, I, I wasn't clear what that was to me. I get the impression that like the material is kind of the same, but one is just a musicalized version, which I'm, I'm really curious. That seems like an interesting idea um, because like, I think for, for me, it's difficult to want to put on a comedy special unless I really, really care about the comedian. It's like, like I feel like eh, I've seen this before. Like, you know, how good can it be? But I've never seen someone do a musical version, so I'm I'm interested. Um, they started talking about baby bangs, and uh, they mentioned Tony's girlfriend. Uh. I think Allison was afraid that maybe she has baby bangs. He said no. And Jade, again, like, very intuitive. She said, like, but she has, like, cool tattoos. And, uh, yeah, I guess she has tattoos. No nipple piercing. And um, they also mentioned uh, feet tattoos. And, Lauren, you've got feet tattoos. And uh, we won't mention the other stuff. (laughs) But... uh, Feet tattoos, are they painful? Yes. Yeah, they were really painful. And it was like hard to hold my foot still because it was like I kind of had a reflex or like almost like a like a twitch and I I felt like I was gonna like kick or something. I mean I didn't, but it just it it was pretty painful. Ray, do you have any tattoos? Uh I do not, but I been considering maybe some even though i'm, I'm kind of old to have my first tattoo but um i've thought about it so so what what's is it more painful if it's like 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 a foot like a bony surface as opposed to more of a fleshy surface 
like maybe a like a calf or a thigh or something like that? Um, Does that matter? Well, my friend who has a lot of tattoos told me that they like legs and feet are hard. Um, I think Lisa would probably be the one to ask because she has more right. tattoos. But I think like for me, like my upper arm was not very painful at all. Um, like the inner part was more painful. Mm, um, that makes sense. But yeah, like my like upper arm was probably the least painful tattoo I had. Yeah, and when I only have the one and it's very small, but when we went to get um, tattooed, the guy really was like clamping down on my hand to make sure I didn't like Ugh, like flinch and you know pull it out. Um, that's what she said, and uh, so I think yeah, on the foot. I can imagine that would hurt a hell of a lot more because it is so bony there. Like there's not a lot of meat to absorb the pain. Um, but yeah, I'll never know. So I would, I would think a hand tattoo would be similarly painful, right? Yeah, but where we got it, I feel like it's a little meatier than like on the top. I feel like the top of your hand, like where your knuckles are, that would be more similar to what the foot is like. So yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, eh. If if you do get a tattoo, it's like people are like, "Oh, tattoos must hurt so much." Yes, but also like, no. Like, I think I'd rather get a tattoo than get punched in the balls. You know, it's so much. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, another thing Jade mentioned is she said that like she likes the rush of the the tattoo pain, and she said it, it's kind of like scuba diving and. And she was mentioning that one time she was scuba diving and it was like every part of her was touching a fish and that she likes the loss of control. And Allison was like, oh, my God, I like I would never go scuba diving. She's like, oh, I'll bring you with me. And this is something that uh, me and Lauren have talked about because I think I've mentioned on here before that my. um, Not that it's like a plan, but like for some reason, I feel like I should be able to do what James Bond can do. So I'm like, I need to learn how to do this and this. And so one of the things I wanted to do is get scuba certified, but which is more difficult when uh, I don't know how to swim. So first I need to learn how to swim and then I can get scuba certified. But um, I'm excited for this. And I know, Lauren, you are as well. Very excited. Yeah, I would love to go scuba diving. I think it would be so good because I, I love to like go out and be nosy in the forest here on land. So I think I would really enjoy to go down under the water and see what see what's happening under there. Uh, Ray, have you ever scuba dived, or have you ever had a fish in your bathing suit? Uh, I, I've never scuba dived, but I have snorkeled, and um, there was a place uh, called Marine Land um, out here in Long Beach. It's since been closed. Um, but they had a snorkeling. You could snorkel with like small sharks and other sea life. And I did that. And it is strange because I was expecting you, you, they put you in a wetsuit and the gear up. And, and I was expecting to say, don't worry, this is safe. And no, it was just the opposite. Like, realize that these are real live sharks. And, and you know, I'm like, Oh God! And yeah, you see, they're not big, but and there was like other fish and sponges and other sea life, and it was pretty cool. 
but um scuba diving i don't think i would like because even when i'm like in a pool or something i get down to you know eight or ten feet i don't like that pressure i can't imagine what it'd be like further down like 20 30 feet i don't think i'd like it um it would be cool otherwise so yeah i do get like a lot of ear issues so i worry about that but i'll just have to see what precautions you need to take yeah uh so there's a podcast i listened to um that's actually a watch podcast that lisa likes to make fun of but they like to do a lot of outdoor activities like they go climb mountains and they scuba dive a lot um and so they were talking about how scuba diving like you like most of the time you don't cover a large area they're like it's kind of like hyper focusing on like a small area and you just kind of spend like an hour in one small spot and when they described it like that i was like oh that's not fun at all but it's like there's a ton to see and like stuff that most people never see so um yeah i just i can't wait i think it's gonna be super fun and it's so crazy that it's like a whole nother world. It's kind of like, I didn't watch Stranger Things, but it's like, what do they call it? The underground, the upside down. It's kind of like that. Like there's a whole nother world that's just right there that no one sees. And it's like, we're only experiencing half of the earth and not even that, but it's, it's right. Crazy it's a, it's, we're just on a small hunk of the earth. The, the ocean, the ocean floor is, a lot of it's not even explored because it's so deep and uh, we don't really have like the apparatus to go down that deep. And if you ever see those, those the fish that do survive under like, you know, hundreds of miles of water, <laughs> they're, they're weird looking, they're transparent, yeah. they're, they've got eyes sticking out, oh. you know, they, they don't look like regular fish because yeah. you have to adapt to that, that water pressure. Um, so it is very interesting. It's it's like another planet down there that we just haven't really we just touched on. Um, I forget to mention, yeah, we don't have the fancy zoom, so in ten minutes when this meeting ends, um it'll like close, but then just use the same link to rejoin and then we just gotta do it in chunks. Okay. Um Getting back to Jade's comedy, she mentioned that she started at the comedy store, um, and she she mentioned that the women were savage cunts, and she also felt oppressed by the guys, and when some left and some got canceled, she feels a lot more free. Um, I've never been to the comedy store. I almost went, and I got intimidated just from walking by it, so I, I can't imagine what it would like what it would be like to perform there. Um, I know Lauren has been. Ray, have you ever been to the comedy store? Yes, many, many years ago. Um, I've been there a couple times. And uh, one time it was open mic night. So these really bad people that you and I could do a better job. There was this guy. So, hey, I got some jokes for you. And he pulls out <laughs> this piece of paper and then tells these lame jokes. I'm like, Oh my God, how is this guy up on stage? (laughs) But um, yeah, I have. I have seen some uh, pretty famous people too back in the day. But um, 
and, and there's there's multiple stages. There's like the like the big stage where the the headliners go, and then there's like you know middle of the road, you know Greg Fitzgerald type. <laughs> Uh, Fitzsimmons, I mean, um, and uh, and then there's like the the first timers, the people just starting out stage, and those are usually yeah. empty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I know I think they did a live childish at the comedy store once, but yeah, I know there's like three rooms. There's the main room, the belly room, and the other something else room. Uh, Lauren, which room did you go to? I do not know i guess it was the main room they had like the um organ player between comedians and it was like pretty pretty big people there was mark Marin was there and Patton oswald and bobby lee like a lot of <laughs> so it was like oh and eliza one of the blonde <laughs> One of the savage cunts. Oh gosh, I want to know. I want to know who it was. Yeah, she mentioned. I also want to know, but she mentioned that like the main women that were there, like the big ones, were Whitney Cummings and Eliza Schlesinger. So I'm curious if that's who she means were savage cunts. Um, if not, do, do you have any ideas? No, no I couldn't say. <laughs> Amy Schumer, what a bitch. Uh, Ray, any clues? Not really. I mean, I I don't really travel in those circles. But um, um, who was who was that blonde comic that's been on Allison's show a couple times? Nikki Glazer. That's who it was. It wasn't Eliza. It was Nikki Glazer. I bet that's who you're thinking of. No, I wasn't thinking of her. I was thinking of the other one, and she was she was um in the Seattle show bumper shoots on one of the shows. Oh. Uh, Molly Mac or not Molly McAleer. Um, shit, what's her name? She kind of has like a gruff voice. Um, no, not Morgan Murphy. She seems super nice. Oh God, it's gonna drive me nuts. I'm sure someone out uh, there is. Uh, yeah, I know. I guess, the name's not coming to me. What? Oh, no, I, I just said it. But, but she seems to be the type that would be a bitch to other female comics. Pajitsky? No, not Christina. No, but she could Christina be. Christina Pajitsky? No, I feel no, like she's nice. She's really, she, okay, I don't know. <laughs> you saw her live once, though. Um, um, yeah, do you have anything else for Thursday? For Thursday or Monday? Sorry, for Monday. <laughs> I'm looking over here at my Thursday notes already. Uh, no, um, not really, no. Whose car is that? Sorry. <laughs> Strange car out there, so the, so the dog is barking at it. Um, Lauren, anything from Thursday? From Monday? Fucking from <laughs> Monday. <laughs> um... Um, 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 no, I can't, I can't think of anything. What was your one note that you that wrote down? Thursday. Oh, it's from Thursday? Okay. Annie Letterman, no. that's who I met. Annie Letterman, yes. I just had to oh, look it up. Oh, okay, okay. Possibly. Um, yeah, moving on to Thursday. Daniel did the intro as per usual, but he didn't say, and I'm her co-host, probably because he wasn't on this episode. 
but uh, I, I did take note of that. And we were her little hot cross buns sent in by Megan Parkansky. And I said, excuse me? It's Megan Moxky now? Um, she, maybe she didn't change her name on, on Patreon yet. She probably didn't, but Allison should know. Anyway, hot cross buns. Um, I feel like this has been a carb before, but if the carbs are, would send me this uh, spreadsheet, I could verify that. Lisa will say, oh, I could look in my notebook, but she never does. Um, has anyone ever verified the existence of the spreadsheet? Has anyone ever seen it? I have my no, doubts. Other than Allison, no. This should be an open source document. Absolutely. Um, Anyway, uh, hot cross buns. Uh, Ray, have you ever had? You've had? <laughs> uh, of course. I'm a good Catholic boy, and we had that every Lent. <gasps> and they're... So Catholic, and I never had them. Um, yeah, it was a thing. Uh, in my very Irish Catholic upbringing, every Lent, hot cross buns would be in the grocery store, and my mom or grandma or whoever would bring some home, and and they're they're okay. They're just really just kind of like a sweet bun roll thing with a with a, a cross icing on it. How how Christian? I just had to look it up, and yeah, you just described pretty much what I just looked up. So I have not eat like I I never knew of the existence of these things until somewhat recently, and. I think Allison mentions the song Hot Cross Buns occasionally. It might even be in a show title somewhere. Um, and uh, yeah, I've never seen, never heard for, for a long time. So terrible. Isn't that song uh, the same as Three Blind Mice with different words? It's, it's almost the same. It's like, it sounds like someone's playing Three Blind Mice a little bit wrong. Is Because it's like... <laughs> I can't do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like three blind mice, except like it ends a little different. So I watch uh, Formula One, and a race will be starting uh, pretty soon, actually, uh, and I'm going to miss most of it. But um, when they play the British national anthem, I'm like, that kind of sounds like a <laughs> fucked up version of our national anthem. And I'm like, did these it's fucking exactly like music? Um, they like uh, just phoned it in and they're like, yeah, 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 like, just change the words. It'll be fine. No one's going to know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty stupid. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Luca Jones and Robin Shore were on the show. And Luca Jones, formerly Robin's uh, neighbor, um, he's on a show called Shrill. And I had to look this up because I was like, I've never even heard of this show. Are you familiar? Yes, I watched at least the first season. I'm a season behind, so if there's three seasons, maybe I saw the first two or at least one. I don't know. I liked it. It was with It's it's a blonde lady comedian, right? Something? Annie something? No clue. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. Ray, have you seen or heard of this show? No, but that's not surprising. I don't watch a a ton of TV outside of the news and sports. Uh, more interesting to me was that Robin, God, I'm terrible with names. Robin mentioned that 
the guy who lives there now, I guess, is like an, an is Israeli man, and apparently Israeli men cannot resist blondes. Is this something that's well known? Not to me. Ray, Not you... to me, but they probably don't have many blondes in Israel, so it, you know it's rare. I would think. You always want what you can't have. Speaking, yeah. speaking of, uh, <laughs> sorry, go on. I, I I think like red-haired women are prized in like Middle Eastern countries for the same reason. Really? <laughs> this is what I've heard. Wow. Um, speaking of w- wanting what you can't have, Angelina Jolie and her brother. I <laughs> I had to look up this video on YouTube, and uh, it was like a whole seven minute video explaining what led up to this and afterwards. And apparently, she was like going to the award show or whatever, and um, I don't know at a Vanity Fair after party. Her and her brother smooched some camera guy caught it and what the video i saw explained is that the day of the award show their mother had just gone into cancer treatment so i guess they were especially emotional but then in the same video he mentions that they also kissed at some other award show like somewhat close to that but a little before i think um Ray, do you think Angelina and her brother are boning? <laughs> oh, I don't know. They may have dabbled. They did look pretty comfy from what I remember I saw back then. Um, eh, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, their lips were like really pushed. Like I, I just looked up like some stills. I tried to find a video, but I, I couldn't quickly. But like they're really like really pushing into it (laughs) now um i'm an only kid so i can't relate to any of this uh rafi um your sister um is that something you would even consider so this is something i i definitely wanted to talk about it it gets into the jmos with luca as well but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute uh luca was saying why he doesn't get why incest isn't legal because it's like consenting adults or whatever but he was saying like yeah if i went to an award show with my sister and blah 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 and i said oh i'm so in love with her right now like she'd be like what the fuck but people would be like oh yeah he you know he loves his sister um i come from a very not affectionate family uh so hugs are the max and even then i'm somewhat uncomfortable half the time um, so there is no fucking way in hell that any family member of mine is getting a smooch. I don't care if it's a funeral. I don't care if it's Christmas. I don't care if it's a birthday. I don't care if I won a fucking Oscar. At most, you're getting a lukewarm hug. <laughs> um, uh, this is what I had a note about. So... Like, it is funny when, it's funny. Okay, there's this funny Instagram that I follow called Siblings Are Dating. And it's very funny because it'll be, like, pictures of, like, two people who kind of look alike. And, you know, like, maybe, like, one of them is holding the other or, 
you know, one of them is hugging the other from behind. So like their arms are like around their chest and it's like, well, that that's got to be, you know, they're dating. But sometimes you find out, no, they're siblings and they took a photo like that or or like, yeah, like a kiss on the cheek or something. And you think, well, they got to be dating or or sometimes it's two people that just like look a lot alike and it's like they're not, you know, it, it it's like weird on both both ways. But um, I have a friend who like posts a lot of pictures on Instagram with her brother and like they've posted one before where she's like on his back, like piggyback and they're obviously very grown adults. And so like, Man. I would never, I would never. And a friend of mine like said something like, oh, her husband's so handsome. And I was like, where did you see her husband? And she was like, oh, on her Instagram. And I'm like, that's her brother. <laughs> so like, that's kind of funny to me because like my family doesn't touch either. We only hug. And if it's, it's only like on a holiday or birthday or if someone's getting on a plane. They always hug because I think my mom worries about plane crashes. Now, I've observed, I grew up in a very Italian neighborhood in Massachusetts. And in, in these households, there's a lot of hugging and kissing. And it's, you know, it's innocent. It's not, you know, leading up to anything. But, you know, uh, even like sons kissing their dad is not uncommon. In, in my household, it would be, what the fuck? <laughs> But, you know, different cultures do different things, you know, but uh, you can cross a line. Yeah. And Robin mentioned that, like, she thinks it happens more with step siblings and they mentioned Clueless, which I think sometimes people forget that uh, the characters in Clueless are step siblings. And then Robin mentioned the story where she tricked, I think it was her sister, into thinking <laughs> that she and a family member were hooking up at, like, family reunions or whatever. What a prankster. <laughs> yeah, Robin seems like a lot of fun. I enjoy her on this show. I was kind of lukewarm on this Luca guy. Um, I could tell, like, when he was talking about the incest thing. I was like, I could tell you have a fucking PhD in philosophy because... Uh, well, how would this cross your mind? I never even thought about it. But also, ju just me or every fan, does Luca to anyone else sound like Von Carmen's Olive? Yes, I could see that. Shout out to maybe, Matt and Whitney and the baby. Maybe I haven't heard him enough to make a comparison. But now that you mention it, yeah, I could, I could see that. It, it took me a little while to notice it, but when he was uh, talking about his PhD, I was like, who do I know with a PhD? And I was like, oh, he kind of does sound like Bunk. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm way off. But uh, let me know, Matt. What do you think? Um, do you guys have anything else from Thursday before we get to the JMOs and the Hago Fuck Yours? Uh, nope. Right. No, I was going to mention the incest thing, but <laughs> you, you beat me to it. Um, uh, I want to, one other note, I have like like 14 cousins on my dad's side, and some of them um, are pretty attractive girls, females, that like my friends were like, oh, I bet you wish you weren't their cousin. And I'm like, yeah, Carrie's annoying as hell. 
Oh, you mean that way? No, no, oh. never. So I can like, I can relate to like, ooh, that's family. You don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> even on a cousin's side, but anyway, uh, that's all I have for Thursday. All right. So we have a couple of JMOs. We have one from Jade. She said, if you're on a plane, why have the window open? Um, and then she also added on one. Also, why do people wear fake glasses? <laughs> um, we also had a JMO from Luca. Do you kiss your parents on the lips as an adult? And then Robin had one. Uh, why can you dress as Jeffrey Dahmer and be celebrated, but you can't have a consensual affair? Um, any one of those that pique your interest, Ray? Mm, let's see. Uh, the window thing. Um, yeah, I can. I can relate that. You know, shut that fucker. Um, there's no need to do that unless you're landing or taking off. Um, well, what was that last one? Um, Robin mentioned that she has a friend who like used to be an actress. And her kid, they did like a, a costume contest, maybe at school or something. And he dressed up as Jeffrey Dahmer because now there's like a Netflix show about it. And he won. Right. And she said, so how come you can be celebrated for dressing up as Jeffrey Dahmer, but a guy having a consensual affair? And they were talking about the Try Guys and a Celtics coach, which maybe you know more about that than me. Um, oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't. It's a weird comparison. Well, firstly, uh, that that costume's in poor taste, and it's only because of the Netflix special, I assume. Um, that this is a guy that would kill and eat people and keep them in their refrigerator. I guess that maybe goes along with uh, the Halloween theme, but holy shit, <laughs> it, it's too soon. Too soon. I mean, if you dress it like they made the point, if you're going to dress like Jack the Ripper, that's a little better. Even though you know he he did he killed ladies of the evening, right? So is that more acceptable? Eh, maybe not. But uh, the survivors, I mean, the the relatives of the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer are still alive. And yeah, I think <laughs> oh, he's still alive. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer himself isn't, but the oh. the relatives of his victims are. Oh my gosh! And they and they were pretty upset about this Netflix special anyway. Oh, so, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, so so people dressing up like Jeffrey Dahmer is just kind of pouring salt in their wounds. Ooh, yeah. I imagine it's the same as like someone wants to dress up like Charles Manson, and you know Sharon Tate's sister might have objections to that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it's kind of funny what we find offensive and what we don't. And I mentioned this before, Eminem has a lyric where he says something like, uh, uh, he, he thinks that like tragedies are funny as long as it hasn't happened to him or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, like to me, I don't really know much about Jeffrey Dahmer except for he ate people. Um, and so to me, it's just like kind of a punchline or whatever. And but if someone was like, "Oh, I dressed up my kids as the Columbine shooters for Halloween," I'd be like, oh, yeah. "You're fucking sick in the head! Like, what is wrong with you?" Yeah, so it's just like what 
atrocities, I guess, happen when you were of a certain age and how removed you are from them? Um, Dracula. Like, it's okay to dress up like Dracula. Like, as a fake person that kills people, you know, like a a mummy or a, or a, um, like, what do you call it, Jason or Freddy Krueger. Yeah, movie monsters, just yeah. somewhat removed. No so one really other... got killed by Freddy, you know. <laughs> so the other half of this, uh, Jamo's, she was saying, you know, how come that's acceptable to dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer, but people like the guy from the Try Guys and apparently a Celtics coach cannot have consensual affairs with people without it being like so morally reprehensible or whatever. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with either of these situations, Ray. Uh, I am. But... I, I am familiar with the Celtics coach. Apparently, uh, uh, he had an affair with uh, one of the employees, and um, I'm not sure. I, I guess it was inappropriate, and that's why it escalated. But it was. Um, I'm not sure it was 100 percent consensual on her part some of the stuff at least at first but there's a morals clause to his contract and he violated it so he got booted for a year um yeah i mean if it was completely consensual i don't think that uh he would have gotten suspended i i don't but i'm i'm sketchy on the details so i i I didn't know about the Celtics thing, but the Try Guys situation, um, I think the main, uh, the main gripe people have is like, oh, this guy like portrayed himself as like a wife guy. Like, I love my wife. I love my wife so much. And then he cheated on her with uh, someone who he worked with. And I didn't really see what the big deal was. Like, so what? He... I mean, he could still love his wife a lot and still want to cheat. Like, what? what's the problem there? And, like, the lady was consenting as well. So, uh, yeah, I also don't see what the big deal was there. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's between him and his wife, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, so I do want to touch again on the, Luca's JMO, where he said, as a grown adult, do you kiss your parents on the lips? Because uh, not so much the incest angle that we talked about earlier, but Megan Parkin, sorry, Megan Moxkey and her dad share passionate lip locks <laughs> on regular occasion. Like, I, I'm glad I didn't witness this during her wedding, but these two are sharing some mooches on a regular basis. Also, Tom Brady, uh, your pal Ray, kisses his kid on the lips, and I'm sure he's slipping a tongue in every now and then. <laughs> Um, thoughts on this, Ray? <laughs> um, I think I, as a very, very young child, I was kissing both my mom and dad to bed, but that stopped maybe when I was like eight, nine years old, something like that. So, both of you have children. Can you? imagine kissing them on the lips and if so at what age did you or did you stop or would you just not i think mm. that 
we did sometimes when they were like babies, like when they first learned to kiss and you go like, I, but it's usually on the cheek. I'm sure I've kissed my babies on the lips a few times when they were little, little, but like little, little, like before they were talking, I'm sure. Cause I don't, I don't know. Sometimes William will kiss my, uh, sometimes my youngest will kiss me on the cheek. Um, yeah, we don't just hugs. Ray. Yeah, the same. Um, um, I, um, I, I kind of like our bed routine, uh, when she's going to bed, I'll say goodnight, give her a hug and maybe kiss her on the top of her head, <laughs> kiss her hair, basically. <laughs> But that's about it, and that's the way it's been, though, probably since she was, like, five or six. Yeah, I think I, I think I did kiss her on the lips when she was really little. Yeah, perfectly acceptable. Not for a woman in her 30s. Megan, you sicko. Um... Yeah, and very briefly, I I also wanted to talk about the window open thing because I always, always, always get a window seat and I feel like it's my, it's my window. I paid for it. But also, I'm not some fucking weirdo who's like, because I fall asleep very easily on the plane, like often before we even take off. Um, So once we are off the ground and I, like once we get up to a decent elevation and i look down i'm like oh city looks cool from up here all right shut the window time to sleep yeah same and every now and then i pop it open just to be like what can i see you know and if all i see is clouds all right i'll shut it again if i can see a city below me or something then cool um but yeah only put it up when you're taking off or landing in case uh you know there's a gremlin on the wing or something (laughs) Right. And, but, you know, if it's a night flight, who cares if it's open or closed? It's still dark. Yeah. Um, and then we had just one Hey Go Fuck Yourself from the Monday show. Jade said that on the Great British Bake Off, Noel Fielding wears these beautiful sweaters and uh, that she always wants to wear them. And then she looks them up and they're like Alexander McQueen and super expensive and then she's like stop wearing these super expensive beautiful sweaters <laughs> well okay this reminds me of so there was a uh, the instagram videos that taylor swift was putting out before she put out her newest album uh that came out on friday and it's wonderful um and one of the when she was revealing the track titles and so on one of those videos she was wearing this <coughs> green sweater with like daisies on the sleeve and it's beautiful and then i keep getting these ads in my instagram where it shows a girl wearing that same sweater and then these jean these white jean shorts and it's like advertising to me about these jean shorts and then i go to the website and you cannot find the sweater which is of course what everybody wants so uh it's driving me crazy because it's Uh, not that it's too expensive but because i can't find it See, that's a more powerful hey, go fuck yourself. When you, like, look at something on Amazon, you will get ads in your Facebook, uh, Instagram, wherever, for just looking at something. Um, as a matter point, I wanted to see the photo of the the Beatles. Uh, there's, like, like in the early Beatles, they're, they're on, like, the 
on the ledge of a patio and then like five years later they're all long-haired and, and hippie-like on the same ledge and patio and their album covers and i wanted to see the comparison well i get ads for these albums you want to buy this <laughs> and I'm like no i just wanted to look at the photo once fucker yeah, so I I had to look up uh, these sweaters, and so there's actually an account on Instagram called Noel Fielding's Wardrobe with dots in between, and most of these sweaters are they're expensive, but they're not ridiculous. Like they're like in the three hundred pound uh, range, which is a lot of money to be to be fair, but uh, not like super exorbitant, like. Whenever I look at like a fashion magazine, like a Vanity Fair or, have, or, or whatever, and uh, it'll say like, you know, the model is wearing this shirt and it's like $600 and they're wearing these pants and they're like $700 and they're wearing these boots and they're like $2,000 and then the jewelry is like $10,000. That I totally get. So I kind of relate with her. But looking through this like uh, Instagram account, I'm like, his wardrobe is atrocious. Uh, but to be fair, you know, he's a performer. So he can get away with wearing a stupid mouse driving a car on his sweater or whatever the fuck this is I'm looking at. Um, so, yeah, not, uh, not one for me. Oh, she also um, mentioned, oh, the Field app. Uh, Allison might be obsessed with this app oh. where people find people to do sexy stuff with but you're still in a relationship and she mentioned ethically non-monogamous um i don't know i hope allison does not get obsessed with this app <laughs> because she can fixate on some weird things at times all right well unless you guys have any uh, final thoughts um, thought. oh, uh, um go ahead ray sorry oh um yeah allison uh does get obsessed with these things at times like the, the what's the dating app for like people in the public eye uh, she wants to go yeah. on it not to date anyone just to, to see so what's going on um the celebrity one yeah yeah raya there you go um it's kind of the same thing. Like she just wants to see what people want and what they do. She's just a curious person, anyway. But I don't. I can't see you know someone who wants you know um, two uh, knuckles from one finger up their butt by a left-handed uh, African American person, and and they can find that. Get very specific of what they want, and it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship. You know, and I, I'm glad they blur out the kids' faces in the photos. <laughs> uh, we have to each his own. You know, who am I to Lauren. judge? Lauren, final thought. Oh, the she mentioned her Hulu show Hotties, which is like a dating game plus hot ones plus a cooking show and i watched like just the very beginning like intro of it and i'm like i definitely want to watch like i definitely want to at least watch the first episode with you and see how it is because i it might be a fun show oh perfect 
we're off to watch hotties um until next time we'll, we should be back with uh, your regular host lisa and i and some guests i'm assuming um so uh yeah thanks for being on ray and uh, we'll see you guys next time thank you thank you for having me Somebody should have told me it would be like this, be like this, be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this, yeah. Life is a balance. You lose your grip, you can slip into an abyss. No doubt, you see these niggas tripping. Ego in charge of every move, he's a star. And we can't look away due to the days that he caught our hearts. He's falling apart, but we deny it. Justifying a half-assed shit he dropped, we always buy it. When he tell us he a genius, but it's clearer lately. It's been hard for him to look into the mirror lately. There was a time when this nigga was my hero, maybe. That's the reason why his fall from grace is hard to take. Cause I believed him when he said his shit was pure, ain't he? The type of nigga swear he real, but all around us fake. The women, the dick riders, you know the yes men. Nobody with the balls to say something to contest them. So he grows out of control. Until the person that he truly was all along is starting to show. Damn, wonder what happened. Maybe it's my fault for idolizing niggas based off the words they be rapping. When come to find out, these niggas don't even write they shit. Here's some new style bubbling up, then they bite this shit. Damn, that's what I get for lying to myself. But fuck it, what's more important is he's crying out for help. While the world's egging him on, I'm begging him to stop it. Playing his old shit, knowing he won't top it. False prophets. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. Be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. False prophets. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. Be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. What's he doing? Why would he do that? He's a jackass.